0: Kevin Mondro here, Coach Dro, D-R-O. Welcome back to the Tell Me Your Story Coach podcast. The podcast where we advocate coaches and help young coaches learn from the coaches telling these stories. Young coaches have been connecting with Eric Hout left and right after hearing him on episode 13. They simply love the positive coaching mindset that he preaches and practices daily. His 80-20 rule on being positive Terrific! Celebrate your success. Whisper. Whisper your failure. How do I make the guys feel? Coach them hard and hug them later. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I wish on my best day I was as positive as Coach Howe. Guess what? I was on the golf course Monday night with my son and his little buddy. I was trying my hardest to be Coach E. I was more like 60-40, but it's a darn good start. Thank you, Coachy, e, for sharing your story and making an impact in my own parenting life. Today we are talking to Kyle Barlow. Kyle is currently an assistant coach at Ohio University for Coach Jeff Bowles. I have known Kyle since he was a graduate assistant for Coach Beeline at Michigan. Kyle's career has taken off from Michigan to Toledo to now Ohio. Kyle played a massive role in helping Ohio get to the NCAA tournament this past season and grabbing a huge win in the process. We recorded this podcast in June, actually while Phil Mickelson was winning the U.S. Open Golf Tournament. During that time, Ohio's sensational point guard Jason Preston was selected as the number 33 pick in the NBA draft. By the way, I did a pretty poor job covering Jason in this podcast. Come on, Coach Dro. As you will hear in this episode, Kyle is so similar to Coach E, it's scary, downright scary. Another positive coach is coming right at you today. Near the end of this podcast, you will hear Kyle say a big buzzword in coaching, transformative coaching. I once heard someone say that transformative coaching has the power to trigger phenomenal positive change in a very short period of time. Can't wait for you to hear Kyle and his thoughts. More big time mindset coming right at you. Subscribe, rate, and review on whatever platform you are currently listening. If you like this podcast, give me a five star review. Trust me, this helps the podcast so much. And we are Everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and so much more. You can even ask Alexa and Siri about the Tell Me Your Story Coach podcast. Follow Tell Me Your Story Coach on Instagram at Tell Me Your Story Coach. Follow Tell Me Your Story Coach on Twitter at Coach Kevin Drow. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Kevin Mondro. By the way, coaches, you guys are doing a tremendous job of this. I am getting LinkedIn invites all the time, all day long. Love connecting with you. Please keep telling your coaching friends about this podcast. Essentially, the bigger audience that we can create, the bigger impact we can make with young coaches. Enough of Dro. Let's get to coach Kyle Barlow and tell his story real quick. Before Coach Barlow's story, I need to tell you about my affiliate partner that I have been supporting since episode one, that friend, Desmond Ferguson, the owner of Moneyball Sportswear. As soon as this podcast is over, wait, it's okay, you can even go right now. Check out MoneyballSportswear.com. I've said it before and I'll say it again. This website is truly incredible. Let me tell you about the gear that Moneyball produces. Men's, women's, boys and girls sports attire, hoodies, sweatshirts, t-shirts, shorts, you name it. Moneyball has it. High quality and affordable. If you are a high school and or AAU coach and need a new set of uniforms, please reach out to Moneyball ASAP. The uniforms that Desmond and his team create are simply spectacular. Go to moneyballsportswear.com. Shop away. Enter the promo code DRO DRO in the coupon checkout. Grow with us. Moneyball. The only way to ball. Coach Kyle, why do you coach? <laughs>
1: That, that's that's a question that can go a lot of different ways right you know you can get some really corny answers to it um and i'm sure that you've had your fair share but you know i i will say selfishly you know it's how i started because i had the itch i had the passion and you know it's what i wanted to do i felt like i couldn't you know if i if i get into this i wouldn't work a day of my life and and that's kind of how i started and then now it's like i'll tell you what man the kids really do keep me going and it's like Being around a family and a community um, of good kids and, you know, guys in the locker room and just they giving you energy, man. And it's like you spend more, you know how it is, you spend more time with them than you do your actual family, especially during the year. And being around those kids and being around good kids and seeing them grow is kind of what re-energizes you every year, re-energizes me every year.
0: Would you just really describe like you just love working with kids and especially this age group?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that it's such a transformational time in a young man's life. And that's where, that's where we both were at one point. And- we know that there's a lot of choices you can make to go a lot of different directions with the way you want to live life and the way you want to represent yourself. And you know, the, the name on the back of your Jersey, as well as the name on the front. So I I love the journey of finding yourself, you know, of kids finding themselves and helping them get there.
0: Yeah. I think that's, that's really important. I I too found that you're almost helping like a young man become a man and, um, you know, that was probably one of the reasons like I have a lot of friends that are really, really good high school coaches and they're and they're, they're doing a little differently. Like they're taking maybe a young boy and helping him become a young, young man. But, you know, just the concept of just just helping a young man become a man. And then, you know, just looking on social media now and seeing these young men like be really productive fathers or husbands. I mean, that yeah. that's special.
1: Well, it's kind of like a pay it forward, right? Like, I'm sure you had someone in your life and I did, too, during my college years who really made a huge impact and a huge difference. Uh, when I could go, when I could have gone a few different ways with yeah. how I wanted to handle myself, and it's like you pay it forward, right?
0: You're currently an assistant coach for Jeff Bowles at Ohio University, fresh off winning the MAC tournament and a pretty big NCAA tournament victory too. What is it like working for Jeff?
1: Uh, it, it's awesome. I love him. You know, he's he's a genuine guy, and you know he, what you get with your interactions with him, on recruiting before a game, after a game is the same coach you're getting, you know, for the kids during the game in the recruiting process. And, you know, there's a lot of guys out there who are different coaches when they recruit you. And then when you play for them, coach Bulls is not one of those guys and it's, and it's something that's a huge advantage for us um, because you know what you're getting, man. And, you know, he, he has empathy for our players. He knows what they're going through. He, you know, he gets it. And, um, and as well with the staff too, you know, he's just, just such a, uh, a social person and a um, person who's just like cares. And, and that's the best thing about it. X's and O's, basketball aside, it's just. You know, you know he cares, and our players know he cares, and that's the most important
0: thing. Yeah, I mean, and you can tell he loves his alma mater, and it means a lot to him to yeah. be the head coach of, the, of his alma mater. I, I just, this is funny, it's just, I didn't even think about this till now. I remember I was 33, and I had the chance to be the interim head coach of Detroit, and I thought I knew everything until I started mm-hmm. going against Brad Brunel and Gary Waters and Brad Stevens. And- <laughs> homer drew and then jim Weitzel and jimmy collins and rob jeter and i was just you know i I was getting there i was getting there and then i just couldn't get through and win and i just remember one day bulls called the office and he's like drew hey jeff and he i think he was an assistant at akron he's like you're doing a pretty good job man keep it up and i was like (laughs) that meant a lot to me i mean just for someone who didn't know what he was doing and just back then i was like man this this guy is gonna make it yeah
1: yeah and just yeah exactly like those those Situations, man, I hear it all the time from people who know him. And I'll be on the road recruiting and say, hey, man, say, tell, tell Coach Bowles I said, what up, man? He helped me in the blah, 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 different ways. And, you know, it, it goes round and round. And, and you're right, like, he is he is a psych to be at Ohio and his alma mater. And, you know, it's a job he tried to get out of Ohio State a few times um, and had in the, the AD was not hiring head or assistant coaches. He wanted to hire head coaches. And, you know, he had to take a risk and go to Stony Brook and you know his resume out of Ohio State was, you know, more than adequate for that job, but you know, really got some experience head coaching in yeah. uh, Stony Brook and
0: he crushed it there, yeah, get
1: the job. Yep. okay let's
0: go to you some observations of me watching you now coaching against you in the mac for quite some time now your energy on the bench is incredible uh this <laughs> year because of the pandemic we went down to ohio for somehow reason we we were within a few points for a while and then you guys you guys just never and never mind but the benches this year were on the same side but like really really close because of pandemic and all the things we had to deal with and in in at the end of the day you credit to your administration safety was at the forefront. Front. But so, but you were positioned like seven feet from me and. It was like Murph myself. So I I kind of just like just got to watch you coach. Man, your energy, you're constantly communicating to the guys. One I didn't realize how much responsibility or freedom Jeff gives you on the offensive side. I, and and maybe that was just that game, but that was blew me away. And then two, you just were constantly communicating with your guys. Has this been something always part of your, you know, your skill set or has it evolved? Yeah. Just yeah. talk to me about well, your communication levels.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I I've, I've tried always you know, kind of be that way, and you know, two, two, probably three reasons. One, I drink a coffee before every game, so that probably gets me all hyped up <laughs> and uh, and chatty. And then the other thing is, you probably only see me, or you do only see me when we're playing that stinking zone, man, and trying to figure that thing out. So you know, we still have hours upon hours trying to figure out what the hot spots are and where to get it. And you
2: mm-hmm. know, so that's
1: probably an overcommunication when there's um when you, when you play a style of play that's different from running set plays, you know, every game and things like that. So it's definitely a combination of that and and just how, like, just how I am, man. Like I, you know, Jeff gives us, uh, gives the assistants a ton of freedom and expects us, you know, to, to communicate with our guys when he, you know, when he's focused in other areas, you know, in our specific areas. So I think it's the freedom that he gives and it's just kind of my personality, man. Like sometimes I, you know, think about it. If I'm a head coach, I probably need to scale it back a little because I I don't know if you can over-communicate, but, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a time when your voice may wear out. So (laughs) I think it's just, uh, it's fun, man. I have fun doing it, and that's probably reflective
0: of that. When that time comes, and it will come, you'll find that perfect balance. You know, I, I just even just like the freedom that Jeff gives you guys to like tell the guys to push the ball, and you guys have really evolved defensively too. Yeah. And uh, you know, I just remember I was just looking at a few scouting reports last night. I'm not sure why, but just trying to <laughs> trying to prep, just kind of looking at like four scouting reports of Ohio and just like how it changed defensively from like a team that we, we can attack. This, you know, how you tell your guys guys attack attack, and then it then it evolved to like really aggressive help they're gonna do this, this this you know like three guys on the ball like you guys have really evolved defensively like has that been a big part of how you guys have started to win
1: absolutely and you know i i credit that more to our players than anything i think just growing up our players growing up we were extremely young um when we first got here two years ago when we played you guys twice and then um, uh and' still a young team last year i mean we started uh junior sophomore sophomore junior uh senior so i mean that's that's still pretty young in a league with with a mac where you know you have teams that win are starting senior 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 junior um so you you look at that and our guys kind of evolved and got it defensively a little more and understood and you know by the end of the year last year we were pretty much a player led team and you know, Coach Izzo always says that, you know, if you're not a player-led team come March, you're not going to win anything. And, you know, I never really knew what that looked like until this year. We're doing scouting reports, and Preston and Vanderfloss are, like, interrupting the coaches and, like, all right, all right. If they're running this play, like, we've seen this play. They're running over and over. I need you here. He's, like, pointing to other guys. Like, wow. I need you there. I need your help. And, you know, we're sitting back, even in the bubble in the NCAA tournament, you know, uh, our point guard and – um Preston and Vanderplatz watch five or six games, you know, wow. just as much as the assistants. And we're like, oh, yeah, we this action, this blah, blah, blah. We need you guys here, here, and here. So it's more credit to them, man. And a lot of our success late in the season was because we were a player-led team at that
0: point. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I love that. That's yeah. a good nugget for young coaches. All right, so your journey to get to Ohio. So Concordia yeah. University in Ann Arbor, Michigan, it's a small NAIA school. Actually, they have a really good coach right now, and I know you played for a really good coach, but that was yep. your alma mater. You played there, then you coached there, then you yep. made the jump down the road, which is pretty, uh, uh, really a credit to you and a, a credit to Coach Beeline not to think of. Uh, um I love that he hired an assistant coach from Concordia. come to University of Michigan to be a graduate assistant and we'll talk about each steps in a second and then you went to you were the director of ops at Toledo and then an assistant at Toledo got promoted which speaks volumes to you so how did all these jobs help you transition to being an assistant at Ohio
1: oh you know it's funny every um you know like you said about being a head coach at 33 at Detroit it's like you think you know everything and you know coming out of my playing career at 240 I thought I knew everything you know I was coach gave me a lot of freedom as a captain to call plays on the floor and you know be a leader on the floor and so I thought I knew everything until I was an assistant right (laughs) at Concordia and then I realized okay after that I thought I knew everything too about scouting reports and you know I I picked up the the trade and then I got to the division one level got really lucky got a good break and got to the division one level and that's at a whole other level man, at Michigan and you know, so I, I get done at Michigan, we had a lot of success and I'm like, okay, now I know everything. You know, I've worked under Coach Beanline, one yep. of the best coaches in the game. And then you get to Toledo where, you know, Coach K is a phenomenal coach down there and, yep. you know, really good basketball mind. And, For sure. you know, and again, like going through it again. And, and, and then coming out of Toledo, it's like, all right, I know the Mac, you know, going, going to Ohio. You know, I know the Mac. I know a lot, and then I get to coach Bulls, who does things a lot different. And you know, we've seen the success that he's had, and you yeah. know, I had the trust in him. And sometimes it drove me nuts because I'm like, "This is not how I would do it, or how any of my predecessors would have done it, my previous coaches have done it." But you know, it works, man. And now it's just like evolving, right? Like you see how different guys do it. There's there's more than one way to skin a kick. There's a thousand, hundred thousand different ways to win a game, right? And yeah. be successful. So you know, I, I just love it, man. I, I love working for different people and, you know, yeah. sometimes change is uncomfortable, but I think it's well worth it in the long run.
0: Yeah. That's another good point. Change uncomfortable for sure. Time for a quick 30 second time out. I hope that you are enjoying today's conversation, getting this podcast to you. Is all because of my friends at Buzzsprout. For years, I wanted to start a podcast with Coach Rob Murphy at Eastern Michigan. I thought it could help so much with the branding of our program, in recruiting, and letting people know what a great coach in person that Rob Murphy was. Imagine if you started a podcast in your basketball office today. Pretty cutting edge. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. I love these guys. I can't say it enough. Buzzsprout has already helped over 100,000 people launch their own podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You also get a great looking podcast website. They provide audio players that you can drop into other websites. Buzzsprout gives detailed analytics to see how people are listening. Trust me, I am checking this every couple hours. To start your own podcast, follow the link in my show notes. Let Buzzsprout know that I sent you. You'll get a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan. And this also helps support my show. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. As a graduate assistant at Michigan, so I, I've been around a lot of GAs at Eastern. We had a lot of, we've had a, we've had a lot of good, when I was at Eastern Michigan, a lot of good GAs. And, but they do so many different tasks that it's insane. How did you like the whole process of Coach Beeline and the staff? Like, were you writing notes every night? Like, was it overwhelming? Like, how was that just from a learning standpoint? Oh, it
1: was like, it was like a two year coach's clinic <laughs> because yeah. we met all the time and, you know, there's certain coaches have theories on that, but Coach Beeline and that staff, we were meters. We we're always meeting and, you know, he would he would bring in a rough draft of the practice plan. We would meet for an hour about the you know, what to change and what to do, scout specific or development specific. And then he'd come back for the next meeting a couple hours later and present the practice plan in the final draft. Um but wow. during that time wow. it was like yeah, oh yeah, it was it was crazy. We would meet about meetings and um but all that time, I would be in on everything. And, you know, you'd watch him on his little – remember that uh, board he had in the conference room with all, yep. like, the pegs? And, oh, yeah, you, it's amazing. You would watch him! Oh, yeah, you would watch him. It was like a,
0: a game that, like, you played with a little kid with the football or the baseball. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. And I'll tell you what, man, those are some of the most formative basketball uh, years of my life because of that, and just watching how he viewed the game, like, how he views the game – Completely blew me away, and yeah. yeah, thinking you know basketball from a high school to college NAI standpoint, and he just thinks differently, and it was it was fun to kind of crack into that. And so you're right, I did just set back sometimes. It was like, holy cow, is this even real? Like I'm watching this dude, you know, move pegs around the board, and I'm just like, you know, scribbling down furiously, like taking notes when I get back to my office about things and. Yeah, it was awesome, man.
0: So you've been doing this for a little bit now. Has there, do you sit back and now start formulating some, some thoughts like, Hey, if I was the opportunity to get it head become a head coach, have you thought about maybe what your philosophy would be about?
1: <laughs> it's funny because after leaving Michigan, I would have ran things exactly like Coach D line. And then mm-hmm. after being at Toledo, I would have ran things very similar to Coach K. And then now in Ohio, I'm, <laughs> I think I'd run very things very similar to that Ohio. So. You know, I have done that. I try and sit down every year after the season and kind of the downtime, and you know, keep adding to my coaching portfolio and coaching um, philosophy, like things like that. Like I always try and keep adapting and changing that man. I'll tell you what, there's probably been through a hundred different drafts, yeah, because of that thing and just adding, taking things away, and you know, and just things that you know you value. And at the end of the day, right, you got to be yourself. Yeah, uh, You know, I, I can't be Jeff Bulls, I can't be John Beeline. Yeah. I can't be Todd Kaltrick. But, you know, I can take everything that, you know, they instill and in some of their best things, in my opinion, the best qualities and try and formulate that. Right.
0: Yeah, that was a big thing working for Coach Murphy. He always talked about just be you, be you. And I think yeah. and it, I, I, I would love one day to, I can't wait to be a fly in the wall when you do have an interview with you know, an athletic director to hear <laughs> some of your thoughts because you've been blessed, like you said, three great guys to work for. And you you probably have just notebooks of thoughts and just now try dialing it into to being who you are, Kyle. That's probably just been the biggest challenge.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's fun though, man. It's, it's fun to see how your views shift and things you value shift. Um, the older you get, the more experience you get, right? Yeah,
0: for sure. Okay. So what's one thing, what's one trait that you think an assistant should bring to a program?
1: Um, I think, uh, adaptability. Uh, I, I really think that, hmm. you know, different head coaches, all head coaches value certain things, you know, but different head coaches value different things. And I think that if you're adaptable, um, while being yourself, if you can adapt to what they're looking for and still, you know, bring your best qualities forward. I think that that's great, man. And I think you got to know what they value and, you know, and, and how they operate. And and it's, and it's not easy. Like, I think I'm just starting to get a good feel uh, for coach bowls now. And I've worked for him for two years. So yeah. it's just, um, it's just kind of adapting to that thought while still bringing your best qualities forward. Right. And whether it's hard work, whether it's Texas yeah. and all, whether it's recruiting, like, you know, still yeah. do that, but, but nobody wants, right? I, I think that's
0: great, too, for young coaches. I just know. I remember working for Coach Weitzel when I came out of Detroit when he was at Loyola. And I, I just, yep. like you said, you, you leave your last spot. You have all these ideas. And then you're like, you're thinking like, hey, coach, let's do this, this, this. And then like a year in, you're like, wait a minute. Like this is how coach does it. So I need to adapt and now right. maybe try to sprinkle some things in, but like there's a reason why he's a head coach and I'm not. So I, I just, exactly right. just exactly being right. adaptable and it took me a few years. Like you mentioned, coach Murphy came from the coach Beheim system. So, you know, he installed the two, three zone at, at Eastern Michigan and he did it successfully for 10 years. It took me a while to be, a, you know, adapt and learn it. After a while, I was like, man, if I'm going to stay here and, and be with Murph because I love this guy, I need to learn this thing inside out. So yeah. just you know i think that's a really big trait like just you know you just gotta you gotta know who you're working for
1: right right absolutely absolutely and i still i i can't wait for the day when uh we're gonna sit down too and i'm gonna pick your brain about the zone because after scouting for what now eight years <laughs> eight years scouting that thing and running the offense at Toledo and at uh Ohio it's like i've watched probably tens of thousands of clips on that zone and i think i know what you guys try and do and you know, but, but then again, you guys can completely change it from one game to the next. So, would love to pick
0: your brain on that one. That's all, all the credit to Rob Murphy, not me. Trust me. So, <laughs> we talked about your, um, you know, being a great communicator. Like, I, I, I have not, and I, and I hope to make the journey down to Athens now that I have a little time. What, if I came into a practice and I know you're, you, you you're revved up and you're drinking that coffee, but what's your coaching style like?
1: Uh, you know, just very, very positive. Um, Coach Bowles is big on positivity and it's perfect because that's who I am as a person. And I think that um, he recognized that during, you know, kind of when we were talking about this job and making the jump and, you know, our values align when it comes to that stuff is, you know, I just, I, I'm not a negative person. I don't like being around negative people. And, yeah. you know, everybody says that, you yeah, know, to a certain extent, but not everybody lives in. Yeah. Know, so there's a lot of positivity, a lot of teaching through experience um and then you know like we're big and I I don't know if you guys are the same way I've seen you are but we kind of just let them play and play through mistakes you know there's some coaches who stop and correct and you know yeah the line was like that a lot of the times and you know kind of a part whole part uh theory and we're kind of whole part whole Mm. um theory like we just kind of let them play through it and you know sometimes it kills me because I want to stop it and correct it but I know again adaptability. I know Coach Bulls just wants him to play right, yeah. and uh, so that's what you see. A lot of positivity, yeah. A lot of teaching after you know a, a down and back down segment, rather than yeah. stopping and blowing the whistle during it. Yeah,
0: I tried to be really positive too, and a lot of energy. And sometimes I just talked way too much. And people who don't know me until probably they learn this podcast, I do like to talk. Um, yeah. Just how do you balance being like too positive, or like do guys ever take right. advantage of your positivity? I just I like. Three times a year, the guys would crack up and they're like, all right, Drew's going to blow it. And I would, <laughs> I'd explode for a minute. And then it's pretty much how I am as a parent right now. JJ, my son, you know, my wife's like, you'd let him play 27 holes of golf if you could. And, but just, um, is there a point where you're just like, how do you balance that? Cause I'm, I'm, I've always appreciated, you know, that the coaches, you know, with the positivity approach, but I've never really been able to do that all the time. I'm just curious more about it.
1: Yeah. I think, um, um, I think early on, I think you're right. I think it's, um, you know, there's a net knock of, you know, you got to be harder on the kids. You, you got to be harder on them. And, you know, younger, it was harder. You know, it was more. It was easier for me just to be positive without, you know, um, ever kind of cracking down. And now I think I've evolved in that sense too of like, you know, I think consistency, right?
2: Mm, positivity.
1: Big word. Yeah. Yeah. Positivity, praising the good things, you know, the negative things still being, you know, positive with them until a certain point. Right. And you know, there's like the non-negotiables like you can be, for me, I think I'm going to be positive when it comes to basketball things and, you know, things that, you know, turnovers, missed shots, things you don't necessarily control all the time. I think that there's a time and place, but still be positive with it. You know, it's like the attitude effort that, that now it's like, I feel like the consistency, if, if, if you're not bringing attitude and effort, the two things you can control, like then I think there's a place to kind of crack down and, you know, and get after it because those are like the non-negotiables for us. And, you know, miss miss a shot, turn the ball over. You know, we're not going to, you know, berate you and MF you or, you know, most yeah. of time will be positive play through it. But if you come in with a bad look on your face day after day, and if you don't give effort, like that's that's the time when yeah. I think that we can really crack
0: down. I mean, there's obviously a lot of negatives about the pandemic, but just that, just that experience for myself, just being next to your bench and seeing you guys, like I knew, like man, like I, I, everything you're just mentioned there, like I can feel it now, and like I understand yeah. now, like there's no way you can fake it during a game. You know, you can tell <laughs> you guys are pretty genuine, just how you guys approach your players. Yeah. Go, going back to Bowles, Jeff, Coach Bowles, you mentioned that he was having a difficult time being an assistant to get a head coaching job. So how do you think assistants have the opportunity to become head coaches with no or limited head coaching experience?
1: <laughs> I think get lucky, right? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> That's the biggest, you know, they, hey, I play they're, a,
0: they're, a lot of Powerballs balls. right now, buddy. So <laughs> I hear you.
1: <laughs> I'm looking at my, I'm driving in my car right now. I'm looking up. I got three Powerball, uh, in my visor, that are two dollar winners, I'm gonna cash in and then uh, buy the next Powerball ticket. So <laughs> I'm with you, man. I think that uh, you know there's there's a lot of luck involved, but you know a lot of times you create your own luck, right? And luck yeah. is where preparation means opportunity, mm. and just being prepared and 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 for that opportunity. Um, and I think Coach Bulls, you know, is is a model of how to do it. You know, he was at anywhere from Marshall, you know, to Division two Charleston. Oh yeah. to, Akron, to yeah. Robert Morris to yeah. Ohio State, and then you know, when you, when you position yourself at Ohio state to have success and he recruited, you know, Evan Turner, Daniel Russell, uh, Jared Sollinger a huge mm. part of that success they had there. Um, I think that speaks volumes and, you know, I think that's the kind of reputation you get. And, and I think that most of the time, you know, if you look at the hires, this, this hiring cycle is a little different, but right. most of the time the hires are, you know, guys from successful programs. Right. So I think the best thing you can do is make it, make the, place you're at make that your number one priority or, yeah you know things will take care of
0: themselves right yeah you know it's funny one thing murph was great about coach rob murphy eastern michigan that was with the motor city crews every year we the assistants one or two times would be able to coach an inter-squad game and man yeah. did we love it like it was so competitive yeah. when i worked with coach mike brown he was a, he's a really really good basketball coach really good recruiter we used to go at it he had a streak like three straight years for i remember finally beating him and just like oh it But it was just, you know, it was, when I think back now, it's just for Murph to have, just to give us 40 minutes, and he let us, like, he didn't care, like, he let us, like, as the game evolved and it became so competitive, you know, like, we were calling timeouts and we were drawing stuff up that... You know, we would, we've never ran at Eastern or never will, but like that, it just gave us that chance to be head coaches. And Mike had been a head coach before at Schoolcraft and was really good. So he, he had that experience. And I had limited, you know, I, I think I coached 17 games at Detroit. I had a little bit too, but just that for coach to give us that experience to, you know, during practice, that, that, that meant a lot.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we've done the same thing, too, um, at Ohio and at Toledo. We did that as well. And I think it's different when, you know, you call timeout and everybody's looking at you and you're yeah. on the whiteboard, right? I think, you yeah. know, sometimes. Guys are like, like, what are we running, coach? <laughs> exactly. You're like, uh, don't really know
0: right now. <laughs> let's figure it out, right? I'm thinking of a let's play that the out Celtics out. ran last night. Right. right. And, and then you hear that
1: horn. And you're like, I didn't put a single thing on the board. All right, let's go get them. <laughs>
0: yeah. The- so, no,
1: I went there, man, and I think that helps, right? I mean, that definitely prepares you.
0: All right, we've had a really good conversation for thirty minutes, and you like when people hear this, my two cents, because I don't care, I don't work for anybody, and you can tell listening to our conversation, you're really, really good. Thirty minutes, and I haven't mentioned recruiting, and you just mentioned that Jeff (laughs) recruited some really good players at Ohio. So probably a reason why we're recording this during the U.S. Open. Probably one of the reasons why I'm on my couch today, drinking a couple Diet Cokes and watching the U.S. Open is you know my priority as I got later in life and coaching wasn't on recruiting, and it's a big mistake of my. And, and you know, I've admitted it. And, and it's okay to admit it. I'm just trying to do this for younger coaches to learn. Yeah. So I like watching you recruit. I've I, Pre-pandemic, I was at some events. And you and Bowles were there from sun up to sundown. You know, we've developed a good relationship over the years where I can call you and, and tease you and BS with you. And yeah. you'll be like, yeah. Dro, I got to call these kids. So um, <laughs> just describe your own recruiting process.
1: I, I think it's, uh, you know, now it's a little different. Again, it's evolved, right? Adaptability, I think now it's like kind of focusing on younger kids and um and, and recruiting what like Coach Bowles wants and that's guys who are high character, serious about a degree and you know are, are passionate about being a pro. Like those are the three things and mm. he always says, you know, the better kids we get, the better coaches we look like, right?
0: Yeah. And Murphy used know, to say and, that all the time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly, right? And it's like, you know, uh I think Rich Rod said it a long time ago, like when he was at Michigan, he said uh you know, we didn't. You know, he had a lot of success. Obviously, a national championship caliber team at West Virginia. Yeah, lot uh, of success at, at Michigan. You know, he was getting a lot of heat. And he's like, look, we didn't forget how to coach overnight, but <laughs> you know, and that's basically saying, look, like we don't got the uh, we don't got the horses right now. You know, we're going to get them in once we get our guys. Blah blah blah. So, uh, I thought that was really perceptive, and you know, it, it doesn't matter how much you know, if, you know, it's if you don't get the right guys to do it. You're not going to have that success. So I, I, I'm a I'm a over community you wide know, blanket, a wide net, and you know kind of see who the guys are um, that I know Coach Bowles is going to like, and who I know they're going to mesh with. And he's really easy coach to play for. Yeah. Um, but you know you have to be disciplined. And you know I like the Jim Rat guys because you know he's not going to say okay, he's not a coach. <laughs> coach b God love him. Uh, had every day or every individual workout for those guys for 20 hours per week during the season already scheduled out. Mm-hmm. Like there was no um, uh, self like self-starter. You didn't need to be a self-starter with Coach Beeline. With Coach Bowles, you know, we want those guys as a self-starter. Yeah. So, you know, I just think the over-communication drill. I love the live, live period now yeah. because now I get to see kids live and, you know, there's a lot of things that I know you look for too. It's a It's a lot of intangible things and you can't see in a highlight film or even yeah. a huddle, like, uh, or a live yeah. stream. It's just tough. Yeah.
0: Me, and now, now I'm pumped. yeah, exciting for you guys that really love to recruit the, the, you know, going to an event and mapping it out and watching the games. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I loved going to an event and then I just like talking to my buddies for f- 17 hours. So, I mean, I just, I appreciate, you know, and I appreciate coaches that actually really, really watch and do their job. And I know people are listening and well, mostly this is going to be geared toward coaches, but people are like, come on but seriously like it it takes a great skill (laughs) to watch an aau basketball game and i'm saying this i'm not involved like to watch a game and not look at your phone or talk to someone next to you
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and i and we've both been there and probably together too where we start talking and catching up and it's like i didn't really just pay attention to this for the last 15 minutes i need to lock in because you know one of my theories too especially at the mid-major level it's more about evaluation than recruitment. Mm. You know, you get to a high major level. It's it's really and Todd used to say this all the time, and I thought he was dead on. It's you know, it's easy to tell the best player on the floor when you get there, and you know, to a big event like that at UIVL or whatever, it's easy to tell the best player on the floor. And those players are, you know, Coach K's following them, Roy Williams following, Coach Calipari's following. Them. Right. It's it's the guys that you know maybe are a little under used in those settings who are very skilled and have those intangibles you like and yeah that's kind of the, the the theory that i bring into the philosophy i bring into it more evaluate wow
0: that's good that's good uh last two questions we'll get you out of here what what are you you know you mentioned that you're constantly evolving with your coaching philosophy is there anything you're studying or listening to or reading right now that you know you could share with us
1: yeah so uh, a, a lot of things i love like um you know, the, there's Pete Carroll and Steve Kerr did a podcast yep. called Flying Coach. Is great. And I love that one. Yeah, it was on the ringer. And they're going to bring it back to uh not those guys, but they're going to have different two coaches. I forget who it is. The Rams coach. I love. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You got it. So I love stuff like that, man. I love to hear how other coaches think. And especially transformative coaches
2: like
1: mm. uh Coach Carroll and Steve Kerr. Like those guys. You know, you watch a Steve Kerr huddle. I, I love it. I Like, I tried so yeah. much about Steve Kerr as I can. You watch a Steve Kerr huddle or before the game, he's sitting there in, like, his warm-up sweats. Like, all right, guys, you know, game, game six here, you know, in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Like, it's going to come down to who's going to make the most shots. And, yeah. you know, we got to defend these guys the way that we did. Like, so laid back. And maybe that's a pro thing, too. But, yeah. you know, he just, his guys love him, right? And they respond yeah. to it. So, I, I, I soak everything about Coach Drew that I can. And, you know, trying to watch those. I, I always, always watch. Yeah. Me, like, you know, podcasts are good, but I love post-game interviews. Like, I will watch Murph's post-game interview. I'll wow. watch Campy's post-game interview. I'll watch guys. Especially if we're gonna play them, wow! I love watching the post game interviews from a few days before because you really get an idea. You know, coaches are you know that uh, <laughs> uh, we're not we're not great chess players for the most part, right? Maybe some of us are like you yeah. Know, and after a win or after a loss, you're gonna say what you saw and. Yeah, you can really get a good idea of what guys emphasize and what they look for by a post game interview.
0: That's really good. Yeah, that's that's another really good you know, knowledge. You just dropped on some guys. That's that's interesting. You know, one of the things just going off real quick that I love about Kerr and, and Jeff and Jeff does it. And I know just by the dynamics of our personal families, you know, Steve is and Jeff. Like they're not afraid to speak their mind when it comes to social injustices and yeah. uh That's the one thing I love about Curran, and Jeff's done some incredible things at Ohio. You know, what was the project that Jeff, you know, did this season?
1: Yeah, so uh, he created the shirts, and it's um, two fists, and then for the O's, and one's a black fist, one's a white fist. And in between the H and I are all different, like, uh, skin tones and different colors. And, you know, he started this project um, back, you know, when um, when everything was happening about a year and a half, or a year and a few months ago now. Um, with, you know, the Black Lives Matter and yeah. everything that was so important to, you know, talk about shaping young men, you yeah. know, having those conversations, right? Um, so he wanted to do something. He came up with this idea, scribbled it down, had one of our graphic designers who worked for our school jot something down and then said, you know, we want to make these t-shirts for our team. And then someone said, hey, you can sell these. Like, these are awesome. And so now it goes to the Bobcat Ebony um, student fund and, uh, so for, uh, specifically through Ohio university. So it's a great cause. Um, now they're hoodies, he's got hats, but the logo itself just speak volumes, you know, it's Ohio, but it's different, um, different cones, yeah. different skin colors. And it's like unity, right? Like at the end of the day. And, you know, he's, he's had these tough conversations even before all this happened. I remember one of our first practices, um, one wow. of our guys was, you know, very upset. And he, he could sense it right away. This is one of his biggest strengths. He could sense that right away and kind of ask what was going on. And, you know, he was upset with the way the professor, you know, viewed, you know, a, a topic um, of race and race relations. And, you know, he addressed the whole team. We, we didn't start practice for 25 minutes. We're just standing in the circle, you know, and he's just say, addressing hey man. You know, this kid was very upset because it did this, this and this. And it's like, how does this make you feel? I just make you feel and just going right down the line with guys. And, you know, I'll tell you what, I have no idea what we did for practice that day, but I'll always remember that moment.
0: Yeah. That's, that's powerful. You know, I think, you know, I think we're both, you know, really open-minded, you know, and, and we've been raised, you know, obviously I, I have a black son and, uh, you know, I just, I just, you know, he's everything to me from the, you know, the moment I wake yeah. to close, you know, so, but I just think Jeff's so forward-thinking and open-minded and yeah. it's one of the things I love about him. And I really, and I, I'm going to get to get some rock, some of that gear now. So that'll be. uh yeah, I'll have to go Absolutely, on. Uh, my wife would be like, "What is this on the credit card?" No, but I'm excited. I think that I, you know, I, I just never got to tell you that. I thought that was so cool this year, and yeah. you know, I just it's it's just I'm not surprised because that's who Jeff is. So okay, so I know my little guy. He's in the golf. He's five and a half. We um, oh yeah, we love oh, it. Yeah so and i know we've had some conversations because you're like joe you we mentioned the ann arbor area and you named like 13 golf courses to me once in a text (laughs) not so obviously i'm not sure how much you get to play right now in athens and i um if you don't it doesn't matter right now but i just i know you like golf and i and i know you like the majors and so forth so if you could golf with four people in history i'm tiger i'm not a good golfer i don't really love the play i love watching my son play but but obviously, Tiger, uh, for numerous reasons, Coach K. I've had a fondness for Coach K since I was a, a little kid. Yep. Steve Kerr's evolved to me, and then we just and then Nick Saban to me, just because I've just been, you know, Murph and I would talk about Saban all the time in the office. How just Nick would, and, and would just dominate. You know, he dominates college football. And I know there's a you know a lot of yep. coaches. I'm going to speak to some coaches that might differ. But at the end of the day, the national title run is just incredible. Who would be four guys you might want to golf with?
1: Man. That's uh, you, you have a good list there. I I really like it. I like um, uh, you know, Barack Obama is one that I've always wanted to golf with. And that would be great. to you know one because I know he's a golfer, right? Uh, two because I just want to pick his brain, man, and you know to to be in the position that he was, the first um, African American president, you know, and, and just the things that he's gone through and just very insightful. He's one of the most insightful uh men that I've ever you know researched and done readings about. So. He's definitely one of them, man. And probably I, I'm going to throw Steph Curry in there mm. uh, uh, because I know he's a good golfer as well. But also wanted to know, you know, him coming from a mid-major school, you know, yeah. kind of the son, son of an NBA player. You know, he's been through a lot as well. And he's always evolved his game. And he kind of is a trendsetter. And, you know, I think that that would be a, a, a great one. And I would just love to do it. And, you know, from, from the coaching um, circle, like, I hate to steal one for you, but I already said it, like, Steve
2: yep, Kerr. Like,
1: he, he's one of those guys, man. And <laughs> yeah, I, I think for the same reason that we both, you know, share, I think that would be phenomenal. Um, and then I'm going with J.J., man. I'm going with J.J. Drow. Let's go, baby. I want to see him. I want to see, you know, Tiger Woods critique him. I saw that on on, online. I love following you on Instagram. Let's go with JJ, man. Although he will chip better than me, I know that and putt better than me. Well, he will be a little embarrassed, but I'm throwing.
0: Well, I appreciate that. He he will also hit all your balls and tell you what you're doing, and then. (laughs) After the third hole, say he wants to have a Gatorade, and then the fourth hole wants to go play, uh, have ice cream. So you just better bring a bunch of snacks, buddy. But it's been fun. You know, it's fun. I have a a five and a half year old during the pandemic, and I worked for the, I love working for Rob Murphy. And Coach Murph was like, work whenever you can, spend as much time as you can with your son. And we just picked up golf and we've been rolling, and he has it in him. He could, he could be really good. It's just now trying not to be, um, uh, a nuts parent. Trying
2: not to be Earl Warren. Not, try not
0: to be Earl Woods well if it was up to Rob Murphy he would be like yes you need to be Earl Woods but no that's 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 where I'm at right now and I, I appreciate you saying that I love I just I can't there, there's nothing more in life I would do than just go out and play golf with them it's it's just a, a bond yeah. that I can't I can't describe so last thing what is some simple advice for young coaches and you have given us some great knowledge and again I appreciate your time but just let's end with that what's a couple of things you could give to the young guys out yeah. there young guys and and ladies I
1: think just belief man and um you know believe in yourself but you know do the things that that it's gonna take right and you know I wouldn't have been at Michigan you know I remember you calling if I didn't work let me finish that thought I wouldn't be at Michigan if I didn't work I wouldn't be at Toledo if, you know it didn't work put it in those hours especially as a younger coach with mm-hmm. no um no family no wife you know no kids I think that that's uh, a time where you can really separate yourself and I remember you know I was trying to get on with you guys after my GA year at uh, Michigan and you know you had a director of ops spot open and you called the office and you know it was like seven thirty on like uh you know Thursday or Friday night and you're like, well, I guess uh, the fact that I called the office and you answered the phone says a lot about it, right? And, and I didn't even think of it that way. I just thought that was normal, right? I thought that's the way you worked and <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, and, and and so stunned like, I, was,
0: I there was there that late, late. just stunned.
1: <laughs> 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 well, I think I think uh, you were probably in charge of finding the next director, ops. <laughs> oh my <laughs> goodness! We're I... trying to schedule a game. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, for sure. So <laughs> but, believing yeah, I think in your. Believe in works, man belief in work that's uh that's powerful you know that's it speaks volumes to who you are and i i've really enjoyed our conversation i'm 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 transitioning in a in a period of transition and one of my thoughts was just like hey how can i talk to some coaches get their story out advocate and help some coaches and honestly like you were one of the first people i thought of and it's just you know selfishly i know you're really really good and i want to create an audience and create a platform where people learn about you and i i really appreciate it Appreciate your time. I think you think like a head coach and again no, I, I don't you. work I don't work for a search firm I'm I, maybe I'll be a, be one one day but you're on the <laughs> top you're definitely on the top of my list and I think young coaches need to connect and, and check you out because uh you're really good and 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 just just everything you just spoke about just gets me excited about Ohio and you and uh man I'm just wishing you the best of luck I hope you be safe out there and uh I can't wait to sp- spend more time with you
1: I appreciate it Joe thank you so much for the kind words man and I really appreciate the opportunity and really appreciate your friendship, especially over the years, man. I know it's some, you're someone I always could count on and pick up the phone, and you'd always answer and bounce ideas off you, man. So I really do appreciate it.
0: All right, man. You be safe, and um, we will talk very soon, my friend. Yes, sir. All Thank right. You. See you, buddy. That was a great conversation with Kyle Barlow. I pride myself on being an avid coffee drinker. Whatever Kyle is drinking, Kyle, please send it to me ASAP. I know at times that my questions are all over the map, and sometimes take an eternity to get out. I will get better, I promise. What I was struck by so much that Kyle was actually listening and commenting during my question. I truly felt like two guys on court 11 at an AAU tournament talking shop. I also felt like one of Kyle's players. That is, you can tell, he actually listens to them. Bravo, Coach Barlow. Kyle's appreciation for the coaches who he has worked for really came across in this podcast, and his love for Coach Jeff Bowles is so sincere. I love when he spoke about how Coach Bowles has empathy for his players. Jeff, so truly awesome. I love how Kyle talked about an assistant being adaptable. So good. If you're a young coach out there, you need to reach out and connect with Kyle. Follow Kyle at Kyle Barlow Four. Thank you, Kyle, for sharing your story. I can't wait for you to hear my next conversation. We head to Southern Illinois University to talk to my dear friend, Pat Monahan. Yes, the Missouri Valley. Wait till you hear this great young coach who works for one of the best young head coaches in America, Brian Mullins. Pat is such a tireless, hard worker. Friday's podcast is a quick hitter that will start your weekend off an absolute bang subscribe rate and review on whatever platform you are currently listening and we are everywhere follow tell me your story coach on instagram at tell me your story coach follow tell me your story coach on twitter at coach kevin dro connect with me on linkedin kevin mondro check out moneyballsportswear.com. enter that coupon code dro dro at checkout hey if i can start a podcast you can too Check out my show notes and learn about Buzzsprout. Food for thought. God, do I love food. Blank slate ice cream in Ann Arbor? Oh, wow. I saw this on Twitter from Coach Jim Boone. Coach Boone is a veteran head coach who's always teaching young coaches. At Coach Jim Boone. Coach Boone tweeted a picture from the guys at Coaching You about Coach Bill Walsh. Coach Bill once said, good talent with bad attitude equals bad talent. Stay safe, be you, and keep coaching. And see you on the next episode of the Tell Me Your Story Coach podcast.